أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على خير خلقه أجمعين محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين وبعد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم رحم الله عمي أبا طالب لو ولد لو ولد كل الناس لكانوا شجعانا صدق رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وسلم respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمه الله تعالى وبركاته so the night that we are in uh, the 27th of rajab is the night of mi'raj and the night of mab'ath so mi'raj may, may, might have happened on several occasions that's a topic for another discussion um but on this night three uh, th- three events happened al isra meaning um isra when the prophet maybe it was the first time it happened when the prophet was taken from subhanallahi asra bi abdihi layla min al masjid al haram ila al masjid al aqsa when allah took him from masjid al haram in mecca to masjid al aqsa the undisclosed location Oh. Then that's one of the events that happened. That's the Isra. And then there was Mi'raj. And then he took him to the heavens where he met the prophets and so on and so on. Again. That might have happened on several occasions. That's why there are different details in different ahadith. One he meets uh, Musa who tells him to order people to pray 50 times a day. And then he meets and uh, in, in another one he meets Bilal already in heaven. You know there are different so this is evidence that it might have happened on several occasions that these are the two events the third event is layla til mab'ath on this night is when uh, when jibril visited him in the cave and told him iqra bismi rabbikal ladhi khalaqa khalaqal insana min alaq iqra wa rabbukal akram alladhi 'allama bil qalam iqra uh, i think it's wajib you know we should make it obligatory at least these first five verses of surah alaq that we memorize them inshallah for they are the first that was revealed of the holy quran then that's when the um, the mission started that's when the mission started there's the revelation of the quran in two case in two cases again uh, the revelation of the quran laylatul qadr into the heart of the prophet and then there's the revelation of the quran on laylatul that started on on laylatul mi'raj that was the gradual revelation Lona is a topic for not I I think I have spoken Yeah I have, I have spoken about that several years ago so that is the one kind of revelation and the other kind of revelation that is one event and then a few days ago was the martyrdom of Imam Musa al-Kadhim alayhi afdhalu salatu wa salam our seventh imam And then today, uh, meaning uh, before Maghrib, was the demise of Abu Talib. Allah, Allah. Well, it's good that you make salawat for Abu Talib. He very, he, indeed, he deserves it. So, and that is what I will be talking about, inshallah. Hopefully for the next 15 minutes, I have so many points and... Uh, I typed out my lecture. It's so long. I'm kidding. 
But inshallah, we will learn from it, the argument. But I don't know where to start. You know, when you talk about Abu Talib, I don't know where to start. Do I start by... Um, do I start by uh, defending him against those who say he's a kafir? Or do I start by uh, proving that he was a mu'min, a believer? Or do I start by um, speaking about his biography? You can start anywhere. You can start anywhere when you speak about Abu Talib. All of them are relevant and all of them you can reach the same conclusion. I'll start with the biography, inshallah. Abu Talib means the father of Talib, Talib, the older brother of Imam Ali alayhi salam. His name was Imran. His name was Imran ibn Abdul Muttalib. Uh, Abdul Muttalib as well was not his real name. His name was Shaybatul Hamd. So it's Imran ibn Shaybatul Hamd. That is his name. He is one of the 13, mashallah, 13 uncles of the Holy Prophet. 13 uncles only. Gets a point. I'm trying to make a point. 13 uncles. I'm not counting the aunts. He's one of 13 uncles of the Holy Prophet. I'm not counting the aunts. And then he's also one of uh, four or six who actually live to see the prophethood or the mission of the Holy Prophet. The other three are by name the other two are not so well known but the other three are hamza who was the same age as the, as the prophet abbas and um abu lahab abu lahab tabbat yada abi lahabin watab uncle of the holy prophet these are the other three that live but abu talib inshallah will be the focus of our discussion so abu talib um if you look at his biography as well they, they, he has this title, Barki Sayyidul Batha. Batha is one of uh, the names of Mecca. So Sayyidul Batha means the chief of Mecca. That is, so Mecca, as it was, uh, the, the, I don't know what to say, political situation in the time of Mecca was that there was no governor in Mecca. There was no one ruler in Mecca. There was a council, Sheikh Al Ashira. So, for example, as we have now, um, uh, because I know that better. The Andevelas, they are the Nzunza and the Nala, but then in Tefontaine, they have this chief. In, um, in Siabusa, they have that chief and whatnot. So in these different places, all these different times, they have chiefs. And then amongst these chiefs, they form a council, also not very formal at the time. But then they formed this council, and then that council was the one that was basically in charge for Rehlata Shetai, was safe. They were the ones that were in charge of that economical um, activity at the time. So Abu Talib, after the death of his one of his older brothers, he became the leader of Banu Hashim. And then after being the leader of Banu Hashim in that council of tribes, uh, tribal council, the tribe is spoken. In that council of tribes, he was also Sayyid. He was now sort of the main man even in that circle. That's why he's called Sayyidul Batha, the chief of Mecca. That is one of his titles. He was also a very great poet. Abu Talib was very great. So when you see today Nahjul Balagha, he got it from his father. Alhamdulillah. Oh, 
Okay, I also dropped the rhyme there, so there was also some balagha there. Sallu ala Muhammad wa al-Muhammad. Kupa means. So Abu Talib, um, who was a great poet, he has very beautiful lines of poetry. And his lines of poetry are not just like, uh, not like the other Arabs for just boasting about their skill or knowledge of, of the Arabic language. No, they had mavamin, they had some meanings in them. <laughs> I said 15 minutes, I'm, I'm already at 8 minutes, subhanAllah. But they had, the, the poems that he had, they had mavamin, they had meanings in them. So, and, but we'll discuss, we'll uh, look at three, inshallah ta'ala. Also, one other thing about Abu Talib, uh, about Imran ibn, ibn Shaybat al-Hamd, is that he was the guardian of the Holy Prophet. He was sort of the chief, and then after the, the death of the parents of the Holy Prophet, he was the guardian of the Holy Prophet. He did the aqiqah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He did the aqiqah, so he slaughtered the sheep or the cow or the camel. And then he named him Ahmad. Abu Talib named the Prophet Ahmad. Amina, the mother of the Prophet, is the one who called him Muhammad. They asked him, Ahmad. Why do you name this boy Ahmad? Why do you name this child Ahmad? He says, because of the praise that he deserves from the heavens and the earth. That's a kafir, by the way, saying that. Do you believe that? Anyway, from the, from the poetry of Abu Talib, uh, for, the, for saving time, okay, I wrote this, so if you want, uh, you can, I can send it to you, and then you can read the poetry there. But in one poem, they want to kill the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that, look, لَنْ يَصِلُوا إِلَيْكَ لَنْ يَصِلُوا إِلَيْكَ حَتَّى أُوَسَّدُوا فِي التُرَابِ دَفِينَ He says that they will not get to you until I am put in the ground being buried. That is, that this is one way to show his protectiveness of the, whole, of the Holy Prophet sallallahu this, uh, this is like a four lines, it's in the text, if you want it really, I'll send it to you just to save time because I'm already at 10 minutes now and we have another speaker. Um, another one, he speaks about the grace of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. He says, uh, Akramallahu ala Muhammadin. Something like that. I, 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 I haven't memorized it. Akramallahu ala Muhammadin. Muhammad. He says that Allah has blessed Muhammad. So that uh, Allah has graced Muhammad. So the greatest, the most graceful person is Muhammad, Abu Talib, a kafir. He says also this, this is the last poetry that we'll, that we'll quote, you know, narrating uh, very beautiful. He says that if uh, Quraysh one day gather to speak about their greatest people, then Abdul Manaf is one of those great people. And then if from amongst, uh, from those of Abdul Manaf, they want the most noble 
and the most legendary of the oldest, then Hashim is of those people. And then if they look for the greatest and most noble and most uh, graceful, then Muhammad is of those people. That is a kafir speaking in inverted commas. Now, see, you have to understand something when it comes to Abu Talib The attack on Abu Talib is not directed at him because Abu Talib died in in how in which year? Like three years after before three years after the the when they were in the Subhanallah. This is also something Shu'bat uh, um, Bani Hashim or Shu'bat Abu Talib. It is sort of a cave or a sort of ikhuluin. <laughs> but it was a valley, a valley of Abu Talib. So they, they were exiled, the Muslims were exiled from Mecca and then they lived in that valley for a few years and then that's when he died, like three years after the Prophet got the mission. So really the attack on him is not on him. The attack on Abu Talib is not, it is an attack on Ali ibn Abi Talib. Because Ali ibn Abi Talib, you couldn't, kill, you couldn't kill him in battle and he killed many of your uncles. And then also you can't find a fault in, Abu, in Ali ibn Abi Talib, you can't find any fault in him. He's righteous, he's all this. The Prophet said, he, um, um, uh, Ali, um, you are to me like Harun was to Musa, like Aaron was to Moses. So you can't find any fault in Ali ibn Abi Talib. So what do you do? The only thing, just go for his old man who died three years after the mission started and call him a kafir. That's, that's, that's the basically what happened with Abu Talib. Because um, now I have to say this. Unfortunately, even us, lovers of Ali ibn Abi Talib, followers of Ali ibn Abi Talib, we also kill Ali ibn Abi Talib even worse. We don't go to Abu Talib, we go directly to him. You know how? by quoting those funny sayings like, um, I am bored of people, I hate it so much. I am bored of people, if you want to leave, leave. The most irritating thing about these sayings is that no reference, so you don't know which book it, it is in. No Arabic text, so you don't even know the original Arab, Arabic text. So when did the Imam say this? Why is this an attack on Imam Ali? Because it's contradictory to the principles that he taught. It's contradictory to the principles that he stood for. If Ali ibn Abi Talib was one of the Khulafa al-Rashidin, one of the rightly uh, guided caliphs, um, and then he says he's bored of people. Ah, come on, man. You are caliph, you are a leader of people, you are bored of people. You don't have patience. If you want to leave, leave. So please, from today, you see that post, you tell the person either to give you a reference or you tell them to delete it. But you, please, don't ever post that um, Th that stuff. There's no reference. I mean, where, where does it come from? That's all. Whenever we talk about hadith, just give us the original text. Fail. Or say, no, I'm paraphrasing the hadith. That so we are also killing Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib even worse. Okay, coming back to Abu Talib. See, Abu Talib, we, uh, it was his uh, demise today. Yeah. You say he's a kafir. So the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam
on the in the year that Abu Talib dies, he declares it a year of mourning, a year of grief. Amul Huzn. So the Prophet wants us to mourn in a kafir. That, that's basically what it means. That's why we say that the attack is not aimed at the person. It's aimed at the son, Ali ibn Abi Talib. As I said, kill your uncles, kill your cousins. You can't kill him, him yourself. You can't find any knocks. You can't find anything in him that you can... Um, what is it? you can use against him, that you can uh, alter and say no, or criticize. You can't find anything to even criticize. So what, what's the only thing that you, you go for his father or pastor in the third year of the mission? Abu Talib is Mu'min Quraysh. This is one of his other titles. One of his titles, one of my favorite titles of him, Mu'min Quraysh. I'll quote a verse, insha'Allah. Um, the verse, chapter 40. What is chapter 40's name, by the way? Chapter 40, if you look at any other Quran, it's written Ghafir. Yes, of course, it, it mentions the word Ghafir, Dham, Qabil, Tawb, and whatnot. But according to Ahlul Bayt, the namings of verses are basically summaries. Surah Al-Baqarah is Baqarah because of the story of a Baqarah in it. That's the, basically the most important thing. It has most lessons. That's why it's Baqarah. Um, Alhamd is Alhamd because it starts with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So many surahs, according to Ahlul Bayt, that's how you name it. And that's how you name them. Surah Tawbah, according to Ahlul Bayt, the more uh, relevant name is Surah Al-Bara'a because it starts with Arbonim, let's see those who recite Quran. Bara'atum min Allah wa Rasulih. It starts with the word expulsion from Allah um, and the Prophet on those people of Mecca. That is the name of Surah Al-Bara'a. So Surah Ghafir, it, it entails a very important story as well. And thus the name is actually Surah Al-Mu'min. We have Mu'minun 23. 40 is Surah Al-Mu'min. Why? Because of this verse, chapter number 40, verse number 20, uh, 28. She Yaktumu iman. And a man from the a believing man from the family of Fir'aun, hiding his faith, said, Inshallah, I'll say what he said. This is the main thing that now, okay, fine. You can be a believer, but you, there are certain instances where you can hide your faith. That's the basis for taqiyya. So obviously, uh, it's a discussion for another time that changing the names also changes the uh, implications of the verse. One example that I like to use is that it's Surat Iqra, not Surat Alaq. When you, you can look at it, just ponder upon it a little, Alaq means to leech on something. So basically, you just leech, leech on something, you depend on it. Iqra means you put in the effort and learn. It's a verb. So Alaq makes us Muslims to not want to read. It just makes us to be basic human beings who depend on the Shaykh to tell us whatever. We don't read ourselves. We don't research. But when you say Surat Iqra, it gives it another meaning. It gives it a different connotation and implication, even in the hearts. We become more eager to learn about 
Islam. So Surah Al-Mu'min, because of this important matter that, yes, you can be a believer, but sometimes you have to fight it, hide it. Surah Al-Mu'min, chapter 40, that is what it's called. So what did this man say, uh, which is very similar to what Abu Talib said in those poems? Inshallah, you will read them in the text. وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنِ يَكْتُمُ إِيمَانِ أَتَقْتُلُونَ رَجَلًا رَجُلًا أَنْ يَقُولَ رَبِّيَ اللَّهِ وَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ Are you going to kill a man who says his Lord is Allah and he has given you evidence? Okay, fine. This is a very beautiful argument in this verse. I'm paraphrasing. Okay, fine. If he is lying, then nothing will befall you. If he is lying, just follow him. But if he is lying, nothing will befall you. But what if he is right? What if he is right? So you'll see this even in the behavior and the poetry of Abu Talib, the way he protected the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam. There's also this verse um, in Surah Al-Bara'ah, not Tawbah. Surah Al-Bara'ah, مَا كَانَ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَا كَانَ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اَيْسْتَغْفِرُوا لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ وَلَوْ كَانُوا أُولِي قُرْبَى مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْجَحِيمِ This is the, 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 I'm going to say fake. This fake tafsir of this verse just breaks the heart. The verse says, it is not for the Prophet or those who believe to seek forgiveness for those who are polytheists, even if they are relatives to them, after it has become clear to them that they are of the inmates of hell. Chapter 9, verse 113. Okay. The, the hadith that I started with, Rahimallahu Ammi, the Prophet says. Make Allah have mercy on my uncle. The Prophet starts. That's what he says. And then what does he say? This is a beautiful detail. Obviously, this is, has some tabarra. He says that if he had given, if he had fathered all of mankind, they would all be brave. That is a that is something that uh, the Holy Prophet praises his uncle Abu Talib about. And you can see from the sons of Abu Talib, Ali at the top of them, Ja'far and the rest. They would not have run away at several places. Let's leave it at that. So the Holy Prophet First of all, he says, Rahimallahu Ami, why would the Prophet invoke mercy upon a Kafir? Upon, you see, that's number one. Also, it says, um, polytheist, the verse says, Lil Mushrikeen, a polytheist. Abu Talib in his poetry says, Allah, 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 Allah. <laughs> he doesn't even use the word Lat wa Uzza. Even the Quran uses the word Lat and Uzza, which were the idols of Mecca. Abu Talib doesn't use those words. In his poetry. And, and then you already, you are calling him a, a polytheist, a mushrik. Also, another thing about, mush, uh, about being a mushrik, the prophet also now sending invocation, invoking mercy. Last thing, it says hellfire. Where has Abu Talib con committed adultery? Where has Abu Talib con uh, drunk alcohol? What is it that makes Abu Talib deserve to be in the hellfire? If you say this verse is about Abu Talib, 
can just see that no, this emanates, this just comes from the hatred of Ali ibn Abi Talib. If you don't, if you love Ali ibn Abi Talib and then you know you follow the, the Ahlul Bayt who are the partners of the Holy Quran, the verse, you will not attribute these verses to the to Abu Talib. This one, uh, which is chapter 9, verse 13, and the other one, chapter Qasas, Surah of the Stories, 29, 28, verse 56. When? Uh, they say this is about Abu Talib, that, oh, the Holy Prophet loved him so much, he wanted him to become a Muslim, but Abu Talib died a kafir. So yes, the verse says you cannot guide those you love. Allah guides who he wills. Come on, man. So this is a, a problem. Man. But it obviously comes from the hatred of Abu Talib, of Ali ibn Abi Talib. So the actual value of Abu Talib, subhanAllah, please, in tabihu wa sallu ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Grand Ayatollah Muhammad al-Sanad al-Bahrani gave a lecture. He gave a lecture explaining Tawrat al-Istifa. He says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not just designate people or choose people. There are levels to this thing. No? He says that there are three levels. The first level is the prophets and the imams. Those ones, they are the most apparent ones. The second level, and I'll prove, I'll prove it for you very quickly. Uh, the second level is the level of their helpers and their family sometimes. Their helpers and families. That's the second level. And then the third level is of their followers. So for example, if you look in Karbala, Imam Hussein has the first level, right? And then Zainab, Abbas and whatnot, they have the second level. And then the other companions, they have the third level of istifa because that mission, Allah and Yarani Qatila, that mission was not just a mission for play. It was a decreed. Uh, read, uh, what is it, Matthew 29, verse 45 in the Holy Bible. Yeah. It was, a, it was a mission that had to happen. So those 72, they are not just people who are there by luck. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose them. So how, do, how can we prove that? When you look at the children of the two sons, at the two sons of Ibrahim salam, Ishaq and Ishmael, salamullahi alayhima. Uh, Ishaq was the only prophet, uh, sorry, Ismail was the only prophet on his side until Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then on Isaac's side there, you had those, you had many prophets. You had some prophets, 70 were killed in a day. Jesus, Moses, and so on, Mo, uh, Joseph, all of them, so many of them. But it is, in, it, is, it is recorded in our books that people from Bani Ismail, the sons of Ismail, they used to go to those ones. They used to go to be, to, to be their helpers. They used to go to those ones to help them because Rahlat al-Shita'i was safe. They used to go there and come and... and uh, on those business trips, they used to go there, take lessons, come and teach these people, and so on and so forth. The children of Ismail. So, the children of Ismail, look look at this verse, subhanAllah. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll edit what I wrote and add this verse. Speaking about the Holy Prophet, Allah says, and we see your, um, your uh, barging, your rotation or moving in the loins of those who prostrate 
So this is evidence that the forefathers of the Holy Prophet were in that second level of istifar, of being designated and chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because a prophet cannot come from a sinful loin, never. From Adam up until now, a prophet cannot come from a sinful loin, ever. Nef, waqad nara taqallubaka fissajideen. So Abu Talib was the last of the Ausiyah. Abu Talib was the last of the Ausiyah. You know, the Quran um, mentions this. So he was the last of the Ausiyah from Bani Ismail before the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Holy Quran speaks about this. Chapter number 5, verse number 19. Ya Ahl al-Kitab, qad ja'akum rasuluna yubayin lakum ala fitratim min al-rusul. Our Prophet, it, uh, we have, oh people of the book, we have sent you a Prophet who is explaining to you after a cessation. There was, the, the, there were, the Prophets were seized. There were no more Prophets after that, after a cessation of Prophets. Prophets, not awliya, not awsiya. So that is the position of Abu Talib. In closure, there's a, a poet who came up with this story. Somebody asked Imam Ali alayhi salam about the fate of his father. And Ali ibn Abu Talib said, don't worry about my father because I am Qasimul Jannati wa Nar. says, don't worry about my father because I am the one who divides between heaven and hell. Sallu ala Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad.